Do you ever feel like you're constantly struggling with eating well? Well, we've got some tips to help today. This is Who Cares About Men's Health, providing information, inspiration, and sometimes a different interpretation about men's health and what you can do to be healthier. So uh, today's perspectives brought to you by me. My name is Scott Singpill. I bring the BS. Uh, By the way, my guilty nutritional pleasure is cheap, trashy pizza. That's my weakness. The MD to my BS, Dr. Troy Madsen. Welcome him to the show. Uh, I understand he has a weakness for drive through Mexican. I do like drive through Mexican. All right. Our favorite <laughs> nutritionist, Thunder Jalili, is with us as well, who has no weaknesses that we're aware of. So, No, no, untrue. I do have weaknesses, and I'm, I'm happy to share. I, I love things with chocolate. All right. Fair enough. And producer Mitch is a roller food aficionado. Yeah, I can't quit him. Uh, I can't quote him. If you want to know where the where the different types of roller foods are, which what, where to go, he he's your hookup. Trust yeah. me. So here on, who cares about men's health? You know, it can be really easy to end up in what I don't know. We've ever called it this before, but I'm calling it health rabbit holes. Like, right? You know, you're focusing on these things that don't make a lot of difference to our health. Like, what kind of supplements should you take? And you know, what's the best exercise to be in peak for performance? You know, and it could also be really easy to get overwhelmed where to start if you're a beginner as well. So. When that happens, it's always a good idea to return to the basics. Um, and it could be easy to discount the basics. But like in football, right? What are the basics in football, Troy? Basics in football? Uh, I don't know. Are you referring to just like <laughs> the rules of football? Or? No. <laughs> Tackle. Tackling. Good tackling. Good coverage. Like those are the basics, right? <laughs> It sounded like a like you actually know what you're talking about, Scott. Yes, <laughs> tackle, 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 make touchdowns. <laughs> that's right. That's it. Yes, yeah. those are the basics. <laughs> so when that happens, returning the basics is a great place to start. And you know, it could be really easy to discount the impact of activity, nutrition, sleep, and emotional wellness, but. Um, they can make a big difference in how you feel now and in the future in your health. So this is an episode about nutrition. It's our first episode in a series on the core four plus one more getting back to basics. Um, all of us are going to talk about our relationship with nutrition, what works for us and where we fail in hopes that it will help you with your journey to eating better as well. So I think the first thing to say, and I mean, I don't know that we got to go a lot into this because I think you could get a hundred men in a room and ask them, is nutrition important? Uh, and they would all agree, but why exactly is it important, Thunder? Do you have a couple sentences for us, the impact of nutrition on our health? First of all, there are nutrients that we need for optimal health to prevent deficiencies, to make sure we have enough energy to go about our daily business, and to make sure all of our body systems function. That's kind of the basics. The second layer of why nutrition is so important is because there's other things in food that actually help our bodies prevent chronic disease. So, you know, we get uh, these chemicals, for example, in fruits and vegetables that aren't necessarily vitamins, but they have, you know, extra value in that they enhance our cells on antioxidant defense and they help reduce the risk for, for things like cancer that involves oxidative damage or, or heart disease. So, so that extra layer of protection from eating, you know, good unprocessed food. So those are my two reasons why I think nutrition is important. And, and nutrition isn't just about avoiding bad stuff. It's about eating good stuff, it sounds like, is what you're talking about, to get those chemicals. Yeah, absolutely. And and you bring up a good point, because I think too often we get fixated on avoiding this or avoiding that, um, and we don't, we don't think about 
all the things we should be eating, you know, uh, things that are healthy and we should be increasing. So if you just focus on the negative of avoidance, you know, then it, I think nutrition becomes a little harder. So focus on all the things you can have that, that are good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's just impacts so many aspects of our lives. It's not just about what we're eating and weight or muscle mass. It's about mental health, sleep, uh, I think just performance in our work. I think it, you know, it's just one of those things that it translates to, I think good nutrition translates just to so many aspects of what we do. Yeah, it crosses over the core four. I mean, we do talk about the core four, right? But they don't live in isolation. Each one impacts the other. And when you're eating well and getting the things your body needs, you sleep better. You're able to deal with stress better. Uh, and you're, you know, more likely to engage in activity. So, all right. So we're to the point where we're going to talk about some of the tips that have worked for us to incorporate better eating habits, better nutrition into our lives. Uh, each one of us has three things. Maybe uh, one of these things might work for you. That's the hope. But before we get to that advice, um, just here is some of the basics when it comes to nutrition. Reduce or eliminate the amount of processed foods you eat because they really kind of like lack the vitamins and minerals and they can have a lot of calories. Reduce added sugar, whether it's hidden sugar, like in yogurt that you didn't realize was there, or if it's just getting rid of sodas or trying to reduce sodas or those coffee drinks. Reduce your alcohol consumption. Try to stick to a plant-based diet or a Mediterranean-type diet. Those are um, have been proven time and time again as good diets. So those are kind of the basics, right? So those are the things you should kind of start working through. Now let's get to the advice that we have that we've either learned through personal experience or learned on this podcast that might help you, you know, do those things, or that might be, you know, just a piece of advice that reframed something for us that made it a little bit easier. So let's start with you, Thunder. Okay. So my, my pieces, three pieces of advice are one, focus on adding the foods you really like rather than being fixated on all the things that you cannot eat. So if you like, Blueberries, find ways to add blueberries in your diet. Mix them with your yogurt, put them in your oatmeal, things like that. Find ways to add the foods you like. Number two, um, don't and, and I may be kind of stealing from Mitch a little bit because I have a feeling he may go here, but number two is uh, find creative ways through a cookbook or something to make your food and to make it a social experience, to do it with your family, to do it with your friends, where you all get to make a meal together that's healthy and enjoy it. That can be a bonding experience and you know very positive social experience. Number three is um, utilize the power of the smoothie. Smoothies are great. You can put any kind, virtually any kind of fruit or vegetable you want in a smoothie and miraculously, it always ends up tasting pretty good. My wife puts crazy things in smoothies <laughs> and I'm oftentimes afraid to drink them, but then they end up being pretty good. So utilize the power of the smoothie to add all those plant-based foods that we're always, you know, telling you, you should eat. What does it take to make it taste good? Like, are you throwing in like all kinds of crazy vegetables and then, uh, I don't know what else, what else, what's okay. the secret to make it taste good? Yeah. The like secret. kale and rutabaga and like what's going yeah, in yeah. there. Rutabaga. Extra rutabaga. <laughs> what's the secret sauce here? Is it like, <laughs> yeah. the, no, I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you guys the secret, the secret of a smoothie that'll, that'll overcome any kind of weird things you put in there. Pineapple. Ooh, oh, sweet pineapple. Uh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you right. could like put spinach, kale, chia seeds, rutabaga. Wow. <laughs> but as long as you add pineapple. <laughs> you act like rutabaga is bad. 
Well, <laughs> it's one of those foods I don't typically. It's not my first choice. All right, but and you pineapple, juice, pineapple, and yeah. you're golden. It's and not that's pineapple good for juice. digestion. Not pineapple juice. Put oh. in the actual pineapples because if you oh. put in the actual pineapple chunks, you're getting fiber out of it, right? And that's mm. one of our benefits of having a smoothie. And let me guess, you've got frozen pineapple in your freezer, chunks of pineapple you just dump in there. Absolutely. I love it. Make nice. it simple. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Good. Three pieces of advice. Mitch, what do you have? So for me, the biggest thing is to everything that you can do to make sure that your nutrition is not a chore. And because that's the biggest thing that I think that comes with any of our core four is that it just seems insurmountable. There's a million things that you got to remember, et cetera. So for mine, it's one macros, while they are important to kind of keep in mind, make sure that numbers aren't the only thing that's involved with your nutrition. It's not, you know, whether or not you succeeded in having a good food day is not whether or not you hit your numbers absolutely perfectly. It's whether or not you ate things that helped you do what you want to do. Second is to find food that you enjoy, right? I think back to our Teresa Dvorak series and our man meals and everything that TD shared with us is making sure that you not only have the food around that you enjoy eating, but you know how to make it. It's easy. It's comfortable. You've practiced. So cooking healthy for yourself is not difficult. It's not a chore. And then I guess kind of the the one that, uh, you know, Thunder kind of stole from me was with the cookbook and the social thing is that make sure that cooking and eating is fun, right? You want to make sure that you are trying new things. You're looking for new ways to kind of eat healthily, find ways to replace bad foods in your diet rather than just focusing on what to cut out and making meal this like caloric intake that you take two to three times a day, making sure that it's actually... <laughs> a meal <laughs> it's something you enjoy that really speaks to me because for a long time i ate the same things over and over and day in and day out mainly because i was trying to get those macros right i was trying to get my protein my carbohydrates mm -hmm. and i mean it was good right because i was having chicken breast usually with just very little seasoning on it i was eating brown rice i was eating vegetables but i'll tell you it got boring after a while and uh, i started to stray and uh Teresa TD really kind of brought me back around to show me that you can still have those healthy ingredients in a meal and you can vary it up like the Buddha bowls were great because you just put a different mm -hmm. sauce on a boom, different meal. Um, you know, so in order to be consistent, which is one of the main things with any of our core four consistency rules, uh, you know, it's got to be something you enjoy. So that really resonated with me, Mitch. My list here, um, number one, portion sizes. I think we've been used to such large portion sizes that you kind of got to reprogram that. So I used to weigh my food, so I have a pretty good idea. But anytime I suggest that to somebody, their eyes glaze over and I don't blame them, really. <laughs> um, so what I've done is, you know, in your plate collection, you got the big plate and then you got kind of a smaller plate and then you got the little saucer plate, right? So I use that smaller plate now as opposed to the big plate because, um, you know, what happens when you have a big plate? You want to fill it up, right? Also, I haven't used it, but I've heard a lot of people that have had success with the my plate, which is another way to kind of look at your portion sizes, make sure you're kind of getting the right foods on there. Number two, don't think of the objective of eating healthy is to lose weight. Um, it's really to provide your body with the nutrients that it needs. Um, losing weight's a whole different deal. I think a lot of times we ask our nutrition to do something else, which is lose weight. So then when we don't lose weight, we're like, well, what's the point of me eating healthy? And a lot of times those benefits of eating healthy can be invisible. Um, sometimes not so much. I notice a difference when I eat healthy versus when I don't and my energy levels and my mood and my ability to sleep. 
Um, but I think you need to think that eating healthy, the objective is to get your body the nutrients you need to, to feed your soul as well as Thunder's talked about. I really like that, Thunder and Mitch. And number three, I think have those four or five simple recipes that have healthy ingredients, make them in bulk. So you have them for lunches for the rest of the week. That's huge for me. Having that stuff accessible is just crucial for not reaching for the stuff that you, you know, might regret later. Troy, what's on your list? Well, Scott, the first thing I'm going to say here goes completely against something you already said, but I think here, yeah, but I think here we're talking about things that work for us. The thing that works for me and, you know, and, and again, it, it probably kind of strays away from the idea of, of the variation you talked about is having a food routine. Like I, I find like the thing that really works for me is I have the same thing for breakfast. I have the same thing for lunch. I have the same snacks. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's completely different than what you said. And for whatever reason that works for me, but then I kind of mix things up at dinner. But, and maybe that's probably the takeaway here is find what works for you. That works for me, uh, having the variation at dinner, but pretty much having the same thing breakfast. I know I'm getting a banana in the morning. I know I'm going <laughs> to snack on some fruit in the afternoon. I know I'm going to have some peanuts in the afternoon. I know I'm going to have hummus and Triscuits for lunch. That's my lunch. So, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I wow. Know. Yeah. You're, so, you're it, like the metronome of nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to even admit this. I find that I say too many things on this podcast that then I later regret <laughs> revealing, but, <laughs> but that's what works for me for whatever reason. It's not quite the Soylent diet, but it's, uh, maybe it's a close. Hey, Thunder, Mitch, would that work for you? The same thing over and over again? How would that work for you? Probably not. There, there are a few things that I do eat very, very regularly, like Troy. Um, like I have, I have oatmeal and smoothies a lot. Um, but beyond that, I really like to try to mix it up a little bit. But you know, but you know what? I think we all. I think that's another kind of element of good nutrition that, that you know, we, we're kind of beating up on Troy and maybe we shouldn't fair, have fair done enough. that because, because you do end up eating, you know, the same types of, of foods fairly regularly um, when you are trying to go for, for healthy choices. But you know what? If you eat an unhealthy processed diet, you're probably doing the same thing. You're probably going to those same foods in, in, that, in that diet as well. So. Yeah. And I think that's, and and I think maybe that's kind of where this came from. My diet used to be sugary breakfast cereal every day. I thought it was healthy. It was frosted mini wheats, but it's frosted and it's, it's got a lot of sugar. That was my breakfast. (laughs) Yeah. That's the giveaway. My lunch every day. I used to buy these, uh, these chicken strips, you know, like these kind of fried chicken strips, whatever. And I would heat those in the microwave and I would make a, a sandwich that I'd melt cheese on. That was my lunch every day. And so I was kind of doing the same thing with just an unhealthy diet with processed foods and sugary foods. So, you know, again, like you said, Thunder, we may all kind of do that subconsciously where we just kind of have our go-tos and those go-tos aren't healthy. And for me, it just works to say, these are my go-tos and I crave those things. Like I get up in the morning and I crave a protein drink and a protein bar. Like I really look forward to it and a banana. Like it's just like, it's just a good way to start the day. So I don't know. That's, that's what works for me. So that's number one for me. So number two, and I think I kind of just mentioned a little bit there, is to create good cravings. Um, it's funny, I, I, we've talked about, you know, being vegetarian and that, and it's funny, I came to a point 
several years ago where I thought, you know, I'm a vegetarian and I don't eat vegetables. That doesn't make a lot of sense. That's incredibly (laughs) skillful. You can do that. It's pretty remarkable, but it was a lot of processed foods. Um, So yeah, it was vegetarian, but it wasn't healthy. So I think creating good cravings. And so I really tried to bring more fruits and vegetables into my diet, have a salad every night for dinner. And, and now I find that I crave those things. Like I'd love having a good orange. Like before I just was not into eating fruits. And now I just love having, you know, like I said, that banana in the morning, a, you know, a good orange or an apple, or I love having salad in the evening. So I think if you can create those good cravings where you look forward to those things, I think that again, makes the diet much more sustainable and enjoyable. Um, and then I think the last piece of advice I would give people is something that I've heard people do and I did, and then I eliminated it and it made a difference, and that's cheat days. Um, so I would have cheat days where I would say one day a week, I don't care what I eat. And then I found I was binging on those days. Like I was, I was, you know, getting the takeout from Domino's and it wasn't just the pizza, it was also the brownies and it was also the cinnamon <laughs> twists. And I was right. eating the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, that's probably not a good thing, you know, in terms of just diet. Um, and then I would find, I really, really looked forward to those days and I would take advantage of those. So, you know, I, I think eliminating that has also helped to shift those cravings to the healthier foods, like I mentioned. Um, and again, maybe some people, you know, maybe you just need that cheat day just to kind of let loose and, and have some foods you're not eating otherwise. But I've personally found that eliminating that has, has been better for me. Thunder, do you have a cheat day? Do you do that? Nope. I don't do cheat days. Um, but if I want to have something I know is unhealthy once in a while, I don't beat myself up over it because I recognize that 90% of what I eat falls under what we would consider healthy foods. Yeah. And that's something I should say too. Like I, I it's not like I'm saying, oh, I'm never going to, you know, have a brownie or a dessert or something, but it's also, I found that when I was doing the cheat days, I was kind of starting to binge on those things a little bit. So it was just an all day gorge fest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe not quite all day. But and just going crazy. Yeah. It was just like, man, I, I am definitely ordering and we're, we're, we're getting, uh, <laughs> we're going, we're, we're going, going for, for it. it. I'm enjoying, I'm making up for the other six days of this week. So for those same reasons that Troy articulated, I don't like cheat days. And I know there's actually diets out there that like have that, like, you know, Saturday's your free day. I don't really like that. You know, I, I think you should be mindful all the time, but again, you know, you, you want to have something unhealthy once in a while. It's not a big deal. You know, like if I want to have ice cream, give me the ice cream. I don't care how much fat and sugar is in it, but you know, I'm not going to eat that ice cream every day or even once a week for me, maybe it's like once or twice a month. So yeah. I think that's a more healthy way of approaching it. You're not, you're not putting up a barrier you know, um, but if you have it, you're not going to also punish yourself for it either. For me, cheat days um, are difficult because uh, then I get a taste for all that sweet stuff again, and it's hard to switch back. I don't know. I don't know if it's something maybe like Mitch quitting smoking. Like if you were to have like <laughs> yeah. a cigarette after, you know, after you quit and then a couple of days, like every every Friday you decide, oh, I can just smoke as much as I want. I mean, that would make it a little harder to quit again, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's yeah. like the alcoholic example, like, you know, people who are alcoholics and they don't drink, they, they don't drink at all because they would just fall back into that behavior. And, you know, I think maybe some people when it comes to, to food would, would fall in that same category. You know, if they have a cheat day, they would just totally fall off the wagon, like you were saying, versus just having it a little bit once in a while. 
saying, okay, I can handle that, but I'm not giving myself a whole free day just to go crazy. All right. Before we wrap up here, is there anything, um, has anybody's, uh, advice, uh, changed the advice you would give or is everybody feel pretty good about their advice? I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah. I feel good with it, but yeah, I think it's also, you know, I, I think it's worth noting, obviously, you know, Thunder's a nutritionist. He knows what he's talking about. I'm just trying to figure this out. So I think any advice I give, I think it's always evolving. I've learned so much from the podcast and from Thunder in particular that has really helped to refine my approach to nutrition. I think hidden sugars has been a huge thing for me in looking at that. Um, and then also just, you know, again, as we talked about with the Mediterranean diet. So I think our, I think anyone's approach to diet, it, it changes over time. And I think we refine it and figure what works and what doesn't work. And yeah, we're not going to be perfect and we might have some failures along the way, but we, you know, just keep working on it and figure, figure what we like and, and what's sustainable. Yeah. Cause that's really the trick, isn't it? It's, I think most of us kind of know what we should and shouldn't be doing. Um, but you know, actually executing that in the world we live in. Uh, where we're all busy and where, uh, you know, there are other things that taste really good and uh, where sometimes we're like, well, maybe just a little comfort meal. Uh, you know, how to actually do that is trial and error and it is going to vary for every person. Good keyword that Troy used by saying sustainable. That's really the ultimate goal of all this. Yeah, sustainable. Right. And I like Thunder how you also mentioned, you know, you don't beat yourself up. Like, okay, I ate, you know, I had some ice cream, whatever. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah, you're doing well. Keep working on the good stuff. And occasionally you're going to have some sweets and all that. And maybe you may take some step back, some steps back. But uh, I think as long as you just keep working on it, I think things yeah. continue to improve over time. Yeah, so that, that's, that's, the, that's all part of enjoying food. What's worked for you? Do you struggle with something in particular? We would love to hear what your strategies are, how you get through it. Or if you have a question, maybe you'd like some insight from uh, somebody on the podcast, let us know. It's really easy to reach out to us. Yeah, you can contact us, email us at hello at the scoperadio.com. Uh, you can contact us on Facebook, facebook.com slash who cares men's health. Give us a call on our listener line, 60155scope. And uh, check out our website, www.whocaresmenshealth.com. All right. And most important, share this episode if you know somebody that would benefit from listening. The next episode in the Core 4 Back to Basics series is about activity. And uh, we'll go through uh, why that's important and some of our strategies to get activity into our life. Thanks for listening and thanks for caring about men's health.